thanks for joining us for our 4G podcast. Our four Gs are gathering, going, growing, giving. We change the order up because we emphasize different ones. And today we're emphasizing our growing and going element. And I'm here with Mark Drake. Mark, you're a friend of mine. You and Sarah attend Edgewood. And it's been a joy to watch Mark. Mark's been running Point at Youth Hope, uh, which is a ministry bringing hope to youth. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Mark, why don't we start? I think a lot of people who are from the Quad Cities know about Youth Hope, mm -hmm. but let's just start for those who maybe don't know much about it. What is Youth Hope? What's what's it all about? Well, the, the neat thing is, Brian, that the, the ministry hasn't changed over its lifetime. In 1936, uh, actually a group of women, and I often say when a group of women eat together, watch out, right? Oh, so, they pray yeah, and they, they work, they right? That's yes. exactly what yeah. they did. And they said that there's a need because of immigrant families come to Quad Cities to work in factory and a railroad and they said hey we need to do something spiritually and as friends to them and they started an organization which is Youth Hope now but it's called Christian Friendliness they reached out with food clothing friendship and God and so th to this day we still try to meet needs of people as we share the hope of Christ and you that still marks the ministry of youth hope there's refugees there's immigrants right all the time yeah, yeah. in fact the immigrant and refugee influx well it's been over 10 years now um, has been an amazing part of our ministry and mm -hmm. kind of brought us back to some of our roots yeah. you know without you know as humanly you never see it coming yeah. but it, yeah it's been really neat so, Mark, there's a number of different ministries and locations. So why don't you start there with the different places, and then we'll talk about what kind of ministry Youth Hope has. Yeah, I appreciate that, Brian. What we call it is the three parts of Youth Hope, so it's the easiest to remember. We reach out into the streets, housing complexes, and schools, and we say, what can we do, and how can we help? We may do soccer clubs in the summer in a housing complex. We're in a couple schools now. So we're going out in the community and saying, we're the light of the world, not in those terms, but how can we help you? Yeah. How can we come alongside you? Like Washington Grade School, we went to the principal, and we built that youth center in 1997 and said, what could we possibly do? And he said, could you do tutoring with the most at-risk kids one-on-one? -on -one? We didn't have that volunteer base. We had no idea how to do it. And we said, absolutely, because when we asked, we knew God had nudged us. So he was going to provide, and sure enough, 15 volunteers he found from wherever. You often wonder, you probably see this at church, where are these people? Because all of a sudden they're here. You know, why weren't right. they here before, right? right and right. because it's God's timing. God raises them up. So then we, we started two youth center, one in Rock Island and one in um, Moline, to, to have a safe place. The first one was in Rock Island, 1995. I had got it's it. It's on at, 11th Street. Yeah, yeah. and, and got it um, opened the door for us to be on the mayor's task force in Rock Island with Mayor Schwiebert. And out of that task force, we were looking for a youth center site. The task force decided with all the powers that may be the you know, Humpty Dumpty had, a, you know, all the King soldiers and all the King's men gathered and said, we need some kind of a youth center in Rock Island. And he said, we said, we would do that. God had already nudged us oh, and we man. were already looking. So they endorsed it. The mayor spoke to the chief of police, the head of school board. So we started one in Rock Island, then one in Moline. And then the third part, so that's our second part, is our camp in New Windsor, Illinois, which you've been at and cooked at and amazing things happen at camp. Yep. It's about an hour away from here, a little less. Yeah, a little less. Mark, I want to go back to that. I, I love how uh, how you approach the community, the mayor. What can we do to help? Because sometimes in Christian ministry, we're like, we have an idea. 
we put all this together and we're like, we hope people come to us. You went to them and said, how can we help? And their quick response was, we need help helping kids learn. We need tutors. So, so Brian, I, and you've been doing that all the way through. Brian, I'm not a very, not a very smart guy, but when I- You either? I, Me either, man. <laughs> hey, read that quote while you got it. Okay. <laughs> Mark was sharing a, friend, a quote with a friend, me today. And we both yeah. laughed when he read it. Well, a friend of mine sent it to me saying, this describes you perfectly. <laughs> when God put a calling on your life, he already factored in your stupidity. So, <laughs> so it was great to have friends out there, you know. And so here's what happened to me. I, I went to undergrad school at Illinois State, finished my master's down there in counseling, went to seminary for a while. And I came here to the, back to the Quad Cities, thought I was going to make a two-year stint. One of the first juveniles I worked with was going to court. I went to court with him. And while I was in court, there was a probationary officer who wasn't a believer yet that I'd went to school with from Illinois State, she was from Chicago area, and she um, she was there saying, could you help us with these probation ops kids? And I was already there with one, I'm thinking, absolutely. And I didn't know what that entailed or what, but I felt God's nudge to go, you respond positive to this, because they're desperate. And we knew we had the light of the world. <clears throat> so we started working with troubled youth and, and probationary youth then, and the probation department would refer some to us and that. So. Again, it was listening to God's nudge and saying, yeah. yes. And, and then that gave me the idea because I would have never figured it out. I'm not here to say we're Christian friends and so we do this, which you hear in ministry often. We'd say, we're Christian friends. How can we help you yeah. do what you're doing yeah, to make yeah. a difference? And they may not mean make an eternal difference, but they were putting their whole life into making a difference, whether it's probation or police or schools or right. whatever. So right. come alongside. That's what we should do as believers. And I know? love that, listener, um, you just you just said something that's so helpful, Mark, is listen for the nudge of the Holy Spirit, particularly as we live on mission and we're around people. So if you're around needs, the Holy Spirit's going to nudge us. If we're not around those needs, we're not even going to see it. Yeah, if I wouldn't have been in court. Right. right. And then, Mark, before we went on air, you were talking, too, about that first step is often very scary. I'm sure the different nudges you've had, right, the oh, nudge man. to build camp and all that, oh, you're probably like, what? So I, talk a little bit about that. Like, it, we can sense the nudge, and sometimes we can go, it's too much, it's too big, and we don't move forward. What what can keep us on task so that we take that step of obedience? I don't know. Sarah and I are working on a book, you know, my wife, and it's called, it's, it's amazing what God gets done with who he has to work with. And I believe <laughs> yeah, that is a, like a that. calling in my life going. Yeah. So what I, what I started learning in my life was like that probation where I said yes, because I felt the nudge and I responded. And it was kind of like David, you know, when he's calling out for, for life of his baby and the baby died he got up and celebrated God and I felt like he had a talk in his head that said something like this it said hey God you know when I went to fight Goliath or the bear or the wolf I trusted you and I didn't die and I did it in this instant you decided the other way but God I don't have anything better in life to follow so I'm going to follow you you know and yeah. and so even though that baby he didn't turn from God he said there's nothing better still and I know there's so when I missed that nudge of probation and then you get another nudge, and I start going, man, if I just respond to these, no matter how I don't know what I'm doing or how to do this, he'll show me the next step. And and so I, I always people, oh, you built this ministry, a $70,000 budget, a million. I, it was all God, because I really didn't know what I was doing away. I just took the next step, you know, took the next step. Man, that is so, so helpful, Mark. 
Um, tell us, uh, I, I forgot to ask this question. How long have you been with yeah. Youth Hope? Because you're coming up on a milestone, yeah. and you have some future yeah. stuff here. So yeah. tell us about that, I'll Mark. be um, finishing and starting my 37th year this summer. 37 yeah. years, yeah. wow. And I made Bless a two-year commitment when I was there, but... Two uh, years extended 35 more years. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that, that was God. And, and uh, my pastor was Pastor John Bray back yeah, then. Right. And we were real close. And we went to lunch with him and Patty. And I'd, I'd been called to an opportunity at Willow Creek, actually, when it was really growing. And they were desperate. That's what I'd say. They didn't know what they were asking. And so I said, what about it? And John said, Mark, you have some, some talents. They're well hidden. But he said, well, he goes, and you may get a lot of callings, but you got to make sure you are released. And what a profound word. And I give that to everybody here going, so I went back and said, I'm excited about this opportunity, but I, I did not feel released. And, and so I God had still had you here. Yeah. So yeah. I had multiple times in my life where callings had yeah. callings had come, but I didn't feel released. And, and, and some of the things I can do milestones, I remember right after one of the Willow Creek callings, we started the second youth center. And right before our camp, I was called again. And it was like, I said, no. And we started, you know, so it's that careful thing to listen and to follow the nudge, even though it didn't always make sense for me personally. Right. The glamour or the opportunity. Right. When you interview someone like Willow Creek, they say, boy, Mark, if you ever want to write a book, there's three book companies. As long as you're on staff here, they, they will find a way to get it written because your name uh, connected to Willow will, you know, yeah. and, 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 and little temptations, I say, from the evil one in a way. But... But it means nothing compared to getting on the right path with what God has for your life. Right. Because God has it. something different for something all of different. us. Right. right. Everyone's gifted differently. Right. And, Definitely. And, and something I'm working on this weekend on the sermon. No one can do everything, oh. but everyone can do something. I totally agree with right? that. Right. So, God, what do you have for me to do? What's my part in your kingdom work? And, you know, I, I, I apply it to people volunteering at Youth Up. We have opportunities all the time. Is You can't do all these things. So... Pick the thing you can do, like Bill from church works in our food pantry. He, he's been the greatest blessing this last year at Youth Hope for me. We laugh every day together, and he tells, I don't want to tell Doesn't his jokes. Doesn't that guy work hard? He's got some jokes. <laughs> I've heard them, so if you tell him, no, I'll just nod. Nah, I've heard them all. No, nah, because we both get in trouble for most of them. <laughs> but you know, but, yeah. he, but he, he, he's a blessing, and he works so hard that I ask him to sit down sometimes. I'm afraid he's going to die in there. You know. So Mark's talking about Bill Beeler, yeah, remember here man. at Edgewood, and he's very involved at the food pantry at Youth Hope, which is another ministry yeah, that you guys a sensed a nudge. Yeah. You're working with people who didn't have enough to no. eat right yeah, all and, the time right. um so uh if you're listening to this and you have extra food or you'd want to go out shopping and there's always ways to serve at youth hope and one simple way is bring some groceries there bring is. some toilet paper to, to serve our community but when, when, I, when i like you just said do something yeah do what you can do and, and you don't have to know i don't know how to do most things you know people say how do you know this i don't but what I, what I feel peace from God is, Mark, this isn't about you. Ask people to have those gifts to get involved so that I can bless them. And yeah. so I, Which you've I, been good at over the that's years. That's all I do. You invite people to join. I, I don't. Right? Whether through their, their financial gifts or like I'm part of the, the mentoring, mentoring program yeah. move. You just made the ask. 
Just a simple like, hey, have you ever considered this? And, and then it was leave. interesting on that one, Mark. You asked me to see if there's some guys here at Edgewood. So I made an announcement on a weekend service about yep. this mentoring program. We're partnering with a school in East Moline. And in fact, I was just over at the school over lunch hour hanging out with the guy that I'm, I'm mentoring. But it's pretty funny. I make this impassioned announcement for guys to do this. And then Sunday afternoon, I went home and I'm like, Wait a minute. What about me? What about me? Yeah. I think it's been life changing for you too. It has. It? To see the, oh, absolutely. What you saw in school today, what this boy goes through. It's yeah. It's it's staying instead of from. That's why I appreciate you as a pastor. Instead of staying up here and talking out here, you go out there and and see which what you, helps me speak oh, here. Yeah. Because now I'm around need. I'm around brokenness. I'm around pain and. And the the more we spend time with the hurting, um, as pastors, as ministry, you're in it all the time. Mark, I wanted to circle back. You have a a tagline that I've heard you use the last couple years, perhaps it's longer, but you say, bringing youth hope. It's a play off your name, Youth Hope. But tell me about how that came about. We call it, We Bring Youth Hope, you know, and that came about... um, one of the things I used to go to leadership, I still go to leadership summit since the very first one I went on site and I, I, I've gone to most of them on site and that place has kept me here too. I mean, just teaching and reading more, but I was reading another book today because um, you never stop learning unless you choose not to stop learning. There you go. And, and that book right there that that leader was talking about, you, you know, as a leader, we got to lead up with our board. We got to lead sideways. We got to lead down. And when you think of a leader, we and think, lead within, and that's what he's Ooh. talking about. I said, and we often think Leading south. Well, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. She said, 50% of our time should be developing ourselves. Oh, that's you know, so, good. So we, we um, bring youth hope came from part of that leadership summit was making sure you're making your your current vision statement viable to the, the new era. So we've had three or four since I've been there. Sure. Um, helping broken lives become whole was Which one. Which is we, great, too. We, we, left, we ran with that for a long time because we were with all these. Bro- we, we still have broken lives. You yeah. see what I meant? But we bring youth hope really resonated and and uh, uh with our staff and everything and so we use that strongly now we have that as part of our branding and everything yeah because that's all we can do yeah. is bring them hope and the, the hope, hope we jesus. found it's all there is that's all, all there jesus. is jesus uh wow um mark i was just thinking about that the hope which made me think you've been serving for 37 years the needs of people stay the mm-hmm. same but you've seen a lot of changes in culture, and you've seen a lot of changes in in the youth culture. So just pick some of those changes. Yeah. I, I you, youth hope one one year I went to one of your banquets and look forward to going again this year. Is you had a graphic about it was all these numbers and percentages of kids who are home alone mm-hmm. after school and how many kids are. Yeah, can you remember some of those things, or or at least what changes have you seen? Over the years, and how has that affected your ministry? You know, when mine started, I, I came to work with troubled youth, and they said, you're also in charge. So I was, yeah, I, right. I, I, was, I, I thought, well, I'll work with youth, and I'll do. And I didn't realize what that meant. I, I, again, God uses the really stupid people when you call. So, so as I work with youth, I, at that level, <clears throat> there was a lot of gangs and a lot of mm. trying to fit in and form. So that's a common thread still, and I'll touch on that. But, but there was also a little more knowing who we were humanly, how God designed us. And there's and there's quite a bit more generational, a grandma or a mom that was godly trying to raise a kid. You're saying in the past. In the past. Yeah, yeah. And so as it's progressed forward, what I've seen is 
a much, much less even acknowledging God, or there's a need for a God, or God's present even, and more and more teen confusion with who they are as a, mm. whether they're a man or a woman, and, and that yeah. sexual that Satan when Satan attacks the sexual identity like he has, it's right at the core. It core it messed up and everything. And it's image of God. We're made in the image of God. Yeah. So then they take that and they go to another level, and our our society a lot promotes having sex with anybody and everything even more than the 60s a whole different revolution you know because mm. that really to me brought loosen up the women to think we should join in and we our power is be being more sexual and, and, and this is more they're having sex with boys and girls and girls and boys and and, and orgy almost type thing and, and they're so confused and there's and it's all comes down to Josh McDowell came to Quad City years ago. I don't know if you heard about that. And I was a part of the MBAE, which is the Pastors Association, then with Rick Magoo from New Life Fellowship. And I was a vice president. I tell you, I was because I was sat next to Josh, not because I was anybody, but I happened to be in that role at that time. And he, he came out the truth. Do you remember when he came out with the truth um, conference? Truth Project? Or yeah. Truth? Yes. And he was traveling all over the world. Yep. And he said, This is where we're going to be destroyed, is when, when Satan takes truth and says there is no truth and the truth yeah. is relative and in one of your drawings um diagrams at church here i've i've made my own and i've added one to it and it, it was when you took the train or uh, oh the fact faith feeling right okay the three card what what did you add well here's what i did is i i believe that when we we started with um god yeah and our faith was the the coal and then we have our feeling and thinking was the caboose. So if we had a funny thinking, thinking, if you had funny thinking that you and your wife decided open marriage is okay, you go to your faith in God and there's a truth that says, no, that's yeah. that's wrong thinking. Right. Well, now our society's taken feeling and put it as the engine. Yeah. And they say thinking is if you think, if you feel this way and you think it's true, everything is um, relative. So it's relative truth. There is mm. no absolute truth. Mm. So they've taken absolute truth out of the picture. Yep. So when you and I say to somebody, that's not quite right. They say, wait, if they feel that way, think that way, it's true to them. You got to, you got to accept that. So that, that resonates so much. That people day at today church, think with their feelings all the time. I right. feel like I'm different. So I want to be this right. and I think that's okay. And everybody yeah. says, well, then if you think and feel, and we should support that. And as believers we're saying, no, there's absolutes. You know, there's, there, there's absolutes. Which then comes, you see this, goes back to bringing youth hope. It leads to despair. Despair. Because you try those things, whether it's identity issues or sexuality right. or all these things, and they don't satisfy. So Never. then you're left with this hopelessness. And one of the stats, Mark, I, rem I don't remember the exact number, but just the increasing and numbers suicide. of suicides. Yeah. And kids diagnosed with depression. Mm -hmm. And are you continuing to see that? Yeah, I don't know if you knew this about me. I was suicidal in college right after I became a believer a few months. So the neat thing for me is I can talk to Christians about that now because yeah. Christians feel like they shouldn't, they feel even worse. I shouldn't be suicidal. I'm a Christian. Yeah. That's if not I true. We're still more, here. It goes away. Yeah, and it thing. doesn't. And yeah. we're very human. So, so I love helping Christians. So I changed from going to law school to get my master in counseling and my suicide ideology was my basis for all my thesis and everything. Said I wanted to study how I got there and what's going on. Well, the, the problem with suicide as it's increased is that y y when you don't have an absolute anywhere, then everything gets so confused and, mm. and kids and adolescents mm. are on a, on a desperate track to, mm. to nowhere. You know? mm. Mark, you and I have talked about this before. We're committed here at Edgewood to, to preach truth with grace, uh, to speak the truth in love. 
Youth hope has not compromised the gospel, and you never will. The message stays the same. But what, one of the things I celebrate about Youth Hope, your methods change. Yeah, message definitely. the same, methods change. So, um, and I know, I think back to COVID, you guys, well, you guys year. really pivoted. Yeah, we really you did. did some things that you hadn't done before, like how do we minister now? And what are some of those different methods that the Lord has nudged you to take over the last 30-some years, Mark? You know, Brian, I think I told you this, that God's used a... <laughs> A, a, a small faith guy in great ways. And, and when COVID started, I think I told you this, and I don't remember if I did or not. When that all came down, I remember getting on my knees going, God, help me to help youth hope survive this. Because I, I could see, whoa, where's this going to go? And God said, I didn't bring you there for you to survive. I brought you there to thrive. <laughs> and so we took off on a thriving thing. And we think we had one of our biggest outreach ever during COVID. Now, it couldn't be as much with kids, but we split into three teams. We went on a, a social media group, which I had nothing to do with. You know, it was some of our staff ran and said, we got to have a social media group. All the young staff, yeah, let's do it. They went on TikTok and they started doing all these There's Christian really messages. There's some really good videos. I saw Still out those. There. Yeah. So they were doing that. <clears throat> One was doing food and physical needs, taking it to doorsteps, taking it to... So, Using and, your vans, right? Yeah, and so since <laughs> we didn't have our kids there, we piled up, we got more and more food donated in our youth center. Yeah. And then we had the third one that was actually going out, the, the I call the, the, the unf, those without fear, they were doing sidewalk chalk with kids with masks on. And even, even in early COVID when they said you shouldn't be near... We were saying, hey, I said, I'll take full responsibility if they say who said to do this and they want to arrest somebody. Let's go, you know. And, and man, it was an amazing, fun year we had, the biggest impact year. people were starving for community. It was great. And you guys thought of a way to provide that, and you tried to be as safe, because at the beginning, none of us none really knew, knew what no. all this was. But you really pivoted. It wasn't like, okay, we can't do anything now. You were just, you rallied the team. It goes back to God's nudge. I followed it and said, I wasn't sure how to do this. So I said, I feel like these three things, and I I know nothing about social media. And, you know, so listen to God responding. And you go, I marvel what he did in that, right? I mean, you just go amazing. You just go such a, a neat time. So we continue to do that. We, we started youth centers because we had clubs all over the Quad Cities and, and children in youth clubs, but they had nowhere to go when they weren't in our club one or two nights a week. So we thought, we'll create a center. And then we created their center. And then we did the camp to get them away from their environment because of God's nudge, not because of my leadership or what what I thought we should do. <clears throat> it was like real clear. And we thought, I don't know how we're going to do this. And we did it because, so you got to be relevant all the time, right? So we have a creative arts studio now, right? Right. You've been there. It's yeah. amazing. It we is. have two young co-leaders, Indiana Wesleyan gra- graduates, and they've been now here almost a year and they're doing amazing, neat things in a creative arts studio. And so what does that do? We share Christ, but kids want to do ceramics because a lot of art's been cut from schools. They come in and we teach art and teach about God as a creator. Right. Well, and this, there was that season. You're probably still doing it, but I remember some of the spoken word and mm-hmm. and rap and you know with Christian lyrics we and how that really that. reached big. some people. It was really big. And, it was really big. And I guess that's the nature. As you look back, even in the years that I've been in ministry, there's trends. Uh, there's there? trends yeah. and. And at the time, it's what God makes available. Like yeah. Edgewood used to have a bus ministry. Right, I was right? when they were ending it right, right then. Yeah. yeah, and Pastor Ed and yep. Pastor yep. Tim really and reached huge. a lot of kids. And yep. but today that we don't Same have here. a bus ministry, and so then it's just a matter of Lord, what do you have for us now? Right. 
how do we how do we know our culture now, right? So it, and it was say, said of the the men of Issachar, they understood the times, right, right. and they knew what Israel should do, yeah. and that's how I think of Youth Hope. You understand the times, you're always learning, and then like, well, what can we do? The, the same back to this mentoring program that that wasn't in your ten year plan oh, to no. go be at an elementary school in East Moline and have them bring a bus. To bring bring to the these centers. boys to the center yeah. and have the school say, "Help! We don't know what to do with these boys, yeah. and they need men in their lives." And and just what God has done in that That's is amazing. it's remarkable. And I was talking to the the boy I mentor. Um, he went to camp last yeah. year, and he's now going to the youth center yeah. on Wednesdays um, after school. So after school we pick him up, and I yeah. asked him again today, "Are you going tonight?" And he goes, "Yep." And I said, hey, if you go to camp, my wife and I will make sure you get there. Yep. Um, so, Mark, talk a little bit about that. If somebody's thinking, how can I jump right, in and right. support youth hope? I One real practical, in fact, a member of Edgewood asked me recently, how much does it cost to sponsor yep. a child at camp? Some of these children have never left the Quad Cities. Right. So how, how much is that? It's $250 yeah. a kid. and. It's a cheap investment. If you yeah. ever sent your kid to a kid camp, like when I when my kids were age, yeah. in a church camp, it's yeah. hundreds and hundreds right. and break the bank. But that 250 means a kid, like your mentee, who goes to our mentor program where we don't share the gospel and word, but in action and love and caring about their needs, they come to that, they're going to hear it all week. And so, <laughs> so, so, and, and that's, that's okay with this school and other schools. During that tutoring time, we may not be able to, during our agreement is to help that need they have. Yes. And then we say, we're going to invite them to our clubs and a camp. You can do whatever you want. If they yeah. want to go on their own yeah. time. So that 250 will get this kid to camp Monday through Friday with a, a group and with a counselor. And they get to do zip line and canoe and paddle and fish like a lot of us grew up doing. Just all these camp things that, and in nature is where God, I don't know, I mean, my, my pathway to God is nature. And so I love that God allowed me to to be a part of starting that so that it's beautiful out there. Yeah. And, and, and I know that some of those kids are going to have their pathway is nature, right? Yeah. So God's going to meet some of them. Another pathway is pancakes. When That's Beth and I came out to serve, <laughs> I've never seen so many pancakes yeah, eaten fun. in my life. Yeah. It's a lot they of work. They just kept too. going <laughs> yeah. and you just kept making yeah. them. <laughs> so that means you're coming back in the summer to make oh, pancakes we'll come back. one morning. Oh, yeah. 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 I never had a volunteer not want to come back because it's, <laughs> it's really fun. That's really fun. Mark, what are some needs and opportunities that Youth Hope has? We we want everybody here at Edgewood to be serving, and that doesn't mean you have to serve within the four walls here. It, there's a lot of ways mm-hmm. to serve in the Quad Cities. We're called to live on mission for the fame of his name, for his yeah. glory, and Youth Hope is one of our Go Team partners. So every month we're sending money to Youth Hope, yeah. but I also want to send our people right. there, and we have a number of people, but... I know the needs are, if if you had even more servants, you could reach more kids. So what, what does that look like? There, there are so many ways. You know, I, I tell you right now, one of our big ones is we have a camp out in New Windsor. Every Thursday, we try to get primarily men, women can come to to volunteer out of camp. It's a work day. Our camp manager out there, he gets all these projects. Is that Kevin now? No, that's um, Don. Oh, he I know Don. Out there. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so you come out and you can come a half day or full day and those men pray together, have a little devotional, and then they do projects around camp. So right now, every Thursday. Every Thursday, yeah. And that would be awesome. If anybody has some time, one day, you don't, you don't have to commit for every Thursday. If you come Just and you pick can't one come time. Out, come one time and see if you want to do it. It'd be great. Um, that helps keep the budget down and, and impacts lives. And it can be, I can't work with kids or teens. 
but I can fix things. I can do that. Mm. I love going out in nature. Um, I, I would love to start another move. We've got three schools, I think, would start a move program with us at their lunches if we would just say yes. And uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping to gear that up for this fall with some new staff we're getting and going, I'd like to get a whole nother team, um, whether it's men or women. There's one school that doesn't say they're not having trouble with their boys. They said they're girls. Oh, sure. I'm sure yeah. women would do this, too. And, and so we, we take a, a lunch, and it's once a month like you're doing, and maybe people in church can talk to you about it when they see it. But it, it would be great to get it set up for the fall and give them a thumbs up saying, we hear your need. How about this? Yeah. And, boy, all of a sudden, and you've seen the impact, and then we'll get them kids to go to camp. Wouldn't it yeah. be so cool? Oh, my. So that's, a, that's just a little vision for you out there. You can yeah. be a part of this, and it's impactful. What if we had every lunch of the week that way? Wouldn't wow. it? Then yeah. our, you know how our buildings are empty during the week? Yeah. Don't you hate during that? During the day. Yeah. yeah. So what if we started filling that up with yeah. God's work, not just at night and afternoons and weekends? So yeah. that's one. But we have... Needs for tutors right now. Um, so that's like after school. After school, Wednesday, Thursdays, we have need for, um, you can do mailings with us. You can work in the food pantry once a month or every mon Monday if you wanted. Um, th there's just a plethora of giftedness. We we just had a great volunteer from across the river. Um, I don't I can't remember which church. It doesn't matter. She was volunteering one, uh, I think it was Tuesday morning a week, just working in the office. And she was high quality. In fact, a church hired her to be their office person. <coughs> we need somebody at least one day a week right now on Thursdays okay. to come in and fill so that So you're up. hearing different uh, different needs, uh, different opportunities, and as you're listening to this or you're watching this, uh, the, perhaps, here's the theme, the Lord might be nudging you yeah. to say, I can do something once right. a month That's or right. once a week. And, and then also just financially, um, ministries like Youth Hope function based upon the generosity of God's right. people. And some people are giving monthly, others are giving at different times throughout the year. And Mark, this is a good segue into the banquet coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I've please. been to many of those, and they, uh, one of my favorite parts are the testimonies right. of the kids, right? Uh, they so, talk so, about. So what's this so, banquet going to look like uh, that would it, make somebody want to go this year if they've never I, I gone? I think if you've never gone, this in one way will be one of the neatest ones ever. We're, we're calling it the Legacy of Hope, and we're going to start with the uh, someone who was a child who's in her 70s now that was part of Christian Friends <laughs> no be before me with Miss Betty, who's the oh. saint that ran this for 44 years. And then she's going to open and we're going to talk about all the years of what the impact we've all done together. Because it hasn't been me and it hasn't been Brian. It hasn't been today's supporter is yesterday's supports all of us. And we're going to go through. We're going to have five doors on stage and each door is going to be a decade after the first five decades. So we'll do the last the f last four decades, yep. and then the fifth decade, what's to come. Like and the future. The future, yeah. and it's going to be so exciting. And yeah. It's going to be a, a night to really get a drift of it and then go, I want in. I want to be a part of the next decade. Yep. So yeah. give some details on that. What, April, what's the day? April 18th, you need to check in our office or get online um, for Youth Hope and talk to Hannah at our office. And we're having tables of 10 if you want to sponsor a table and bring a group from the church. Um or you can come with just get a ticket or two, and uh, and you want to be there. We're, we're hoping between six and eight hundred people. Hannah's yeah. got a big number up there, and uh, and we're hoping to just celebrate God's legacy because it's not the legacy. Hope isn't youth hopes. Like it's God's hope. He he started it. He's going to continue as long as he wants, and then the day he'll close his hand, and, and God will do something else, right? And uh, but for now, it's for, it's, it's all it's going, really going forward. Oh man, yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. 
And uh, what Mark hasn't said is um, you've been looking for what the Lord would have for you next, mm-hmm. and you're praying about your future, mm-hmm. and and I, I just love the process that you've been following there as you've been talking to your board, and mm-hmm. and you're wanting to, to transition well, yeah. and I have a ton of respect for you on that. I appreciate it. It's God again. Yeah. I can't take any trip. You know, when I was 55, God nudged me and say, give a seven-year notice. So I told my board, I'm, I'm leaving. They're like, what? And I was in seven years. And they thought it was funny, but I said, no, I mean it. And so I kept bringing it up, and we and we start some process. In 2020, before COVID, we, we brought in an expert to see what the tra- – anyway, so I've tried to go on a good process because, Ryan, I really see it like here – you you want to be in the, the race, you know, you, Mel handed off a baton to you and you want to hand that off without stumbling, tripping, exactly. step out of line, right. dropping it, running into the, the guy. kingdom matters. It matters. And yeah. you want to hand off somebody faster than you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why I see myself, I've seen this visual image of just this handoff of somebody who takes off. And the neat thing about the handoff is if you've ever been to a track meet, once you hand that off, you step onto the infield, no one even knows where you're at because it's a crowd. All they're watching is the next person. Oh, that's and good. You, and you're cheering for them. Yeah. And your voice is the loudest. And you go, come on. You you want them right. to do even more and go faster than you did, don't but you? But that handoff is so important. So important. So We're important. And you have a, at least a couple runners in yeah. your family. Maybe they've all run. Yeah, no, that's, but, that's where that, that's, that visual that came mat- from. That visual comes from. My yeah. oldest in, the, in my middle, you know, yeah. Anna and Kayla both ran in and college. And that yeah. metaphor of the race, the, the Christian the life is a race, right? right? We don't want to run in vain. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't want to be DQ'd well, at our age. I mean, there's a lot of guys our age that they drop out crash, of the race. Yeah. You know, they, they crash and burn. and. Yeah. And we don't want to do that. Because no. uh, it affects the ministry. It affects people. It oh, affects it totally lives, does. doesn't it? It yeah. does. It really does. Mark, what are some things we can pray about for you? This transition. Okay. I was telling you, it's, 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 it's an exciting thing, but it's also very revealing. I told Brian, the next person coming in, you know, is going to see just how bad a leader I am. You know? Come my, on. My, my file <laughs> systems and stuff. <laughs> It's like, it's just a big pile of, you know, 36 years, you know? And so, you know. And, uh, yeah, so, they'll come in and there's a big stack of paper uh, like that. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So, uh, you know, there, there's there's that, that and then that, that step is going, you know, everybody says, who's youth hope without Mark Drake? And it's not the question. It's God's. Who's Mark Drake without youth hope? You know, how much have I let that get in the way of God? So I really want to transition. I don't, I don't see it as retirement. I want to take another step into doing God's will. There you go. You know? There you go. Well, Mark, can I pray for you now? That'd be great. Yeah. God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. Holy Spirit, thank you for nudging us uh, to uh, help us to step out and do what you call us to do when we're scared, when we don't see resources, or we feel alone, and we're like, oh, and... Lord, I can imagine Mark has experienced multiple times like that, Lord, just bless um, bless him for his obedience, and Lord, may that um, be an example to the rest of us. So, so, Lord, we do pray for the transition at Youth Hope. We pray for that baton to be passed well. Uh, Lord, we pray for uh, the next uh, leg of the journey for more boys and girls to come to Saving Faith, for more to be equipped. Uh, Lord, for more churches, I think there's like 60-some partnering already. Lord, we pray even for more to come alongside so that we might reach the next generation with the glory of the gospel. 
Lord, would you bless Sarah as well uh, and Mark as they now um, have the joy of impacting the next generation in their own family as they disciple their own grandchildren now. And uh, Lord, bless them. And Lord, we, we thank you. Nudge us now. Do your work all for your glory and the fame of your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in to our 4G podcast. Continue to live on mission. Do that with your neighbors, wherever you are in the community in which you live. And don't forget, we're called to take the gospel to the nations as well. Until next time, we'll see you again.